now. Welcome to another episode of Battle Science, a Pokemon Go PvP podcast. Today is August 26th, 2019. Uh, we are done, just about done. We've got, let's see, next Saturday is the last day of, or this upcoming Saturday is the last day of the August Mirror Cup availability. Mm-hmm. So we've got just enough time for probably a few more tournaments and such. About another week's worth. Yep. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Stephen, a.k.a. A Boy in the Woods. Joining me as always... Rocket Admin J, also known as Jesse. I like that you're also known as Jesse. Like, are you going to like change your, your legal name to Rocket Admin J at I'm some my- point? But then I might get targeted by, you know, the government. That'd be really weird. Yeah, they'd be like, who is this Rocket Admin guy? Like, and what happened to his last name? Is his last name Jay? Is it Rocket Admin first name, last name Jay? It's going to be weird. That's going to be some weird, like, tax stuff. If you get pulled over or you get carded at a bar. But going back to a couple <laughs> more weeks left in the month for cups to finish out. Yep. Uh, I know personally here in Washington State... A lot of the communities have opted not to do on the fourth week of the month, which I know a lot of communities try to squeak in that last one at the end of the month because we have the Penny Arcade Expo coming up. Ah, uh, that's right. Penny Arcade Expo. If for those of you that are on, well, yeah, there might be some people that are unfamiliar with the Penny Arcade Expo. What used uh, to be a good thing. Well, so Penny Arcade Expo now better, probably better known as PAX, a big one of the milestone gaming milestone uh, conventions conventions that uh, you'll probably see some game announcements from or new game trailers and stuff. Think of it as the comic con of video games. Yes. It's, it's very fan driven and indie game driven rather than something like E3. That's very industry driven. So yeah, that's coming up. That's going to take, that's going to bring in a whole bunch of people from all over all over the U.S. and outside of uh, here to Seattle. If so you are gonna... a local to the area, last year there were unknown spawns spelling packs. There's a good chance was that, that... Was that last year or the year before? Last year. Okay, because I want to say this past... I'm pretty sure this past year they didn't do anything. No, they did. It okay, was the year is that before. It? Okay, so they've done it like on and off? Yeah. Okay, so there's a so potential. There's a potential chance. Uh, check out Reddit. If you're not part of the Pokemon Go Seattle group, jump in there, find out if they are when they are doing it. But pretty much everybody that I've ever talked to once PAX weekend was over, was trying to get like amazing trades for the unknown. And everyone's like, we got it too though. Yeah. No, (laughs) (laughs) not to mention. We also have ultra coming out here soon out of 10 kilometer eggs. That's true. So if you need a P or if you need an X or you want to secure that a good opportunity, you don't have to pay to go around the convention center in Seattle uh-huh. to get these unknown. It's within usually a four block radius of the convention center. And it's the Washington state convention center. I want to say fourth and Pike. That sounds right. Um, there's a lot of fun stuff to do. Even if you don't go to, if you did, if you weren't able to get a ticket to PAX, you can also go to some other places around there. There's the cheesecake factory. All of these places I'm about to say are going to be very busy that weekend. So oh, just yeah. fair warning. Ooh, if if you haven't been, there's a little hole in the wall grilled cheese place. Yes. Right next door. So good. I think it's like pulled pork 
on a grilled cheese that or bacon amazing. and it's uh they put they grill the cheese on the outside of the bread first and then put cheese in the middle so you're getting like way too much cheese but I'm it's so like glad we have a pizza in the oven this is making me it's very hungry. so good um <laughs> but yeah go go catch some unknown if you're in the seattle area if you if you need some unknown and if you want to um, do some although, sightseeing although that hasn't been announced so we don't know if there will be any sure, unknown yeah, so but we could also drop a tweet true we'll let you guys know as soon as we know uh-huh. um there's also GameWorks. It's like a old school retro arcade. They have a bunch of fun stuff to do. There's the Pike Place Market, kind of symbolic for Seattle. Is that too far out of the zone? No, it's only like five blocks down. Okay, so you might see some unknown there. Um, you got the Space Needle. If you guys are just kind of coming down to Seattle looking for unknown, giving you some ideas for things to go do. Uh-huh. Um, parking is a problem. Yes. And it always is on con weekends. So prepare ahead of time. The convention will be going Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday from, I believe, 10 to 6.30 or 10 to 7.30. Mm-hmm. So if you did manage to get tickets and you are going, heads up, Pokemon Sword and Shield demos will be available in the Nintendo booth. Ooh. So if you want to give that a look at, that'll be available. Get, be prepared for long route lines. Yes. <laughs> and I know there's a couple of other events that are that don't require a PAX badge that are going on around. Yeah, and they Check. like to do that. They like to make it so that people that can't go to those things have options to do stuff. Yeah, so check out the information. I think PAX probably has on their website a bunch of information for that. Uh, this isn't a sponsored bit or anything. No. Uh, but we've, it's just, we've had, in the past, having gone to a PAX yeah. um, and having some of that experience and hearing from uh, people within the games industry and stuff, it's a cool... Uh, a cool thing to go to and if uh, unknown or spawning then go go check it out not to mention it's a game con you're obviously going to find other people that are playing pokemon go yep if you want to grab some trades maybe make some new friends because you know that research absolutely get three new friends, friends. yep <laughs> yep and and don't forget that you if you're going to something like pax you're anyone that's there is probably around for the same reason you are you all play video games so yeah you know make some new friends so that's this coming weekend. If this episode comes out on Friday, like the rest of them, which I, a, a barring major disaster, <laughs> uh, either environmental or personal, uh, I'll go grab that. Okay, the um, barring any major disaster, uh, this episode will go out on Friday. So uh, keep an eye out on uh, the twitters, and I'm sure. Uh, if Pokemon, the Pokemon Go app or something, someone will be talking about uh, potential unknown spawns. So, we'll keep you posted. Yep. I don't think, I don't know if they can hear you. Let's see here. What else do we have? We have a short list. This is probably going to be a somewhat shorter episode, maybe an hour. We'll, we'll see what, uh, how many tangents and such we go into. So, I think the next topic we have is yesterday. Uh, this episode's recording on Monday, the 26th. This episode will probably go out on the 30th. So just yesterday, which was Sunday, the 25th, was a fairly large tournament in Tacoma. A Mirror Twilight Cup hosted by correct Pokemon Go Tacoma. Uh, PGT, 
So I've actually got some of the results up here on the stream, but I'll sort of talk through them as we go through. Uh, Just hit the, I think, off button. Yes. Walking Jesse through using my oven. Um, let's see. So if you guys checked out our uh, live stream of the tournament, uh, you saw me playing in it. We'll get to sort of my, our sort of breakdown of uh, what was going on there in a short little bit, but just going over it briefly. The PGT Mirror Twilight Cup on a Sunday concluded with 3D Juan Peru as the victor coming in and beating a bunch of the ace trainers. Uh, the, I think, unfortunately, the way that the brackets started out is it put a lot of the ace trainers up against each other, which meant somebody has to lose. So it allowed for Juan Peru to win against a couple of lower-ranked people up to the top and then claim victory over a couple of the top-level players there at the end to come out, I believe, unbeaten in this tournament. So let's see. He was... Yes, he went up against first round against one of our buddies uh, and destroyed him. So that was that was a fun listen. Very soft spoken. Uh, played very well. His what was his um, MVP? Was it? It wasn't Gardevoir. It was uh, Venomoth. Yeah, Venomoth. Yes, uh, Venomoth is a, was a very dominant Pokemon within Twilight. So. Uh, coming back and revisiting Twilight Venomoth again with the confusion beats a lot of the poisons, which the way that the effectiveness, type effectiveness, and type domination went through. Twilight is sort of a ladder with poison on top, fairy below it, dark below that, and then ghost at the very bottom. So your sort of type type effectiveness goes from top to bottom with anything with a psychic type move being up at the very top because it will beat the poisons. Poison is all over this cup. So seeing Venomoth with Confusion, Confusion is a disgusting move. And Venomoth having Silver Wind and if you had the legacy Poison Fang, which gets off really quick, Venomoth is a huge, huge proponent of a lot of teams. Yes, disgusting is the the right phrase. So let's see here. In general, I think the tournament went really great. The PGT has definitely had some experience running some bigger cups. They were uh, very accommodating for us in our live stream. Shout very, out to the Compton Killer and the guys over there at PGT. You guys were amazing. Uh, really happy with... Uh, Venue stream went really well. The venue was, amazing. The venue was great. Oh, it's got so good food, so much good food. Uh, Rhine House, I believe, yeah. in uh, in Tacoma. Their pretzel is fantastic. Their uh, not sponsored, but their uh, bacon wrapped sausage. Oh, oh no, so good. So besides, this isn't a, a food review podcast, but if we were going to review the food from the different venues we've been at. That, I think, has definitely topped the list so far. So maybe we'll have a little uh, food review segment uh, as we go along season two, as we go to the different venues. So, Places we consider as venues? Yes. 
Yes, this venue is very accommodating with what seventy plus, seventy seventy plus competitors, sixty participants, and a bunch of extra staff, and then some uh, viewers and stuff. Uh, some people had their their kids and their families with them, so uh, very very accommodating in a very very great venue, great view too. So definitely, probably a group will go back and play again. Yes, yes, the Tacoma group, honestly one of the groups that I'd love to to get to know better and hang out with more. Yeah. So I wonder, I'd be curious to talk with them about their experience with community day and their locations. Uh, and Just got see. a feel of where their like popular places are. Yeah. Check them out. Maybe go down there for a community day or something, hang out with them a little bit more. So uh, that was great. I think going into my experience, pull up my team as you might be able to see as I, Switch over to my trainer card here on the stream. Uh, I came out. I don't have plans to do another tournament. So my global rank for season one season one is 25,594. And that's barring anyone moving up or down beyond me, I think. Yeah. I think that can still change, I guess. Yeah. My total ranked battles is 17. So I only participated in four tournaments over season one. Started with Nightmare and then went into Rainbow Jungle, and last but not least, the Mirror Twilight Cup. So my win overall win percentage is 47.06. Not fantastic, but also not, you know, the worst, I would say. Uh, I think the smaller cups, honestly... They know. hurt you more than they helped, but it was the best we could get. Yes and no. I, I think the smaller cups... I think the smaller cups worked out. They were a bit more relaxed and stuff. Yeah, I think the, there wasn't as much pressure as yesterday. Yes, the amount of pressure <laughs> with yesterday, like I, I, I was sort of talking about it on our, our ride back, uh, our ride back home was that I felt a lot more pressure. I wish I had a little bit more fun with it. Yeah, I think one sort of alteration to my team that I was making mention was the Do you newly want to scroll down so they can see the team. For yes. People who are watching? And then just kind of quickly go over it. I think the one change on my team that I would have liked to have done is uh, Crab Hammer Crawdon, mm-hmm. just for the pure fun of it, because I think it would have been a silly pick. Um, my team that I went with was a non legacy Venomoth, Golbat, Azumarill, which I'll get to is somewhat of a bane, Toxicroak, Skunk Tank, and a Sableye. So I think my two, my two sort of biggest takeaways for my team is I meant to to TM I meant to charge TM Ice Beam for Play Rough on my Azumarill beforehand and I completely and totally forgot to doing all of the setup and everything I should have done it on our way down because we were I should have done it as we were talking about it and I completely forgot to do it and I think in key matchups especially in the mirror matchup between Azumarill because it was so prevalent uh, I lost that a number of times. Most of the times you came up against opponents that had that shield and to do any sort of damage, you had to build up to the hydro pump. Yeah. And in the time that you had to build up to the hydro pump, they potentially got two play roughs out. Yeah. Yeah. Or in, in any other situation where they just had a faster charge move. Uh, and that also kind of hurt your team because you didn't have a relevant fairy move. Yes. I, I, originally, I was playing around with having a Wigglytuff on my team. I cut it out for something else in the mix of trying to finalize my team. That might have helped, but yeah, 
Um, but the one thing you did come up across yesterday a lot was acid spray. Yes. And that would have hurt Legally Tough a lot. Yeah. Acid spray. Acid spray in most neutral matchups doesn't do a lot, but it's guaranteed defense down is a big issue. Especially in, I think, one of your most common matchups was you running a Zoomerl against an Alolan Muck. Yes. You didn't have the play rough to get to the neutral damage par, or Ice Beam didn't really do much against Muck in general because Muck, everything it was throwing at you, it had stab on. Yep. And with it having pa- fast attack poison jab in, com- in tandem with acid spray just meant those poisons, the jabs were hitting you twice as hard, twice as quick, and your tankiness wasn't relevant to his stat changes yes and overall my azumarill is a fantastic example of azumarills it's in the top like it's a 98 percent pvp ranked uh, azumarill ranked azumarill but when applied with the wrong moves it can make a difference yes yeah and even with the stat with the stat debuff it really from acid spray even though it's super bulky it goes down very quick so and on on the opponent's play that's a smart pick because yes. everyone knows Azumarill is going to be bulky. Running Muck with Acid Spray alleviates that, plus he's going to keep hitting you with that fast attack. Uh-huh. So that was a good play on their part, but yeah. unfortunate matchup. And I think my other takeaway was I didn't, I just didn't practice enough with Sableye. Yeah. There were matchups where Sableye would have been a great pick, but because I wasn't familiar with Sableye... You weren't comfortable it, running it. I weren't wasn't comfortable running it. And when I did use it, I just didn't know my matchups. Yeah. So that's something that talking with you previously, I've given you the advice of pick your team and run sims, run battles, get comfortable with your team because even if your even if your team is suboptimal, if you're comfortable with the Pokémon you're running, if you know where their breakpoints are, you know when you're going to get to those charge moves, you know your type advantages, you're going to be better off in battle than the best 100% meta-relevant team that yeah. you are completely unfamiliar with. And then a kind of a double-edged sword when you mentioned charge moves. Yesterday, your Toxicroak was your boon because you were able to get those mud shots off or mud bombs off fast enough just to seal you in wins. Yep. But at the same time, there were times where you were struggling because you overtapped where you couldn't use your charge move. Yes, there were a couple of instances of overtapping. I so think that's, that's another thing, thing I need, need to... to kinda, well, not only just you, but other yeah. people need to be aware of now, too, is as you get into more of the competitive scene, things like Confusion or SmackDown that have a huge cooldown, mm-hmm. pay attention to how much energy per attack, per tap those animations are giving you because you can get caught in between another fast attack animation when you already have your charge attack ready and then your opponent can fire off a move before you can tap your charge attack. Fast attacks take priority over giving you a trait, a swap, or using a charged move. It's a bit of a complicated subject to try and talk. In depth. In depth, especially right. without sort of an example. There's articles on uh, over tapping slash under tapping. Or overtapping is a different concept. So undertapping so that at the end of your final fast attack animation, you can go immediately into a charge attack. Yes. Rather than tapping it 
just rapidly tapping it and it stacks fast attacks yeah. before it gets to the charge attack. Correct. Look up some of those articles. They're going to describe it better. They're going to have they're, yeah, visual. They're, gonna be rep- <laughs> they're going to have visual representations. But just something you know, I noticed when you were battling, and I think it was like there were a couple times you had to step away because you were nervous, you were shaking, and it's it is it, with that scene yesterday. That was the best players of the West Coast. I mean, yes. we had people. I think from sans. Canada. I think sans some of uh, South. California. I don't think we saw anybody from California. Come True. Up. But for as but, far as Oregon, Idaho, and some people came even came down from Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I think from the, the, the Northern, the Pacific Northwest, I think that there was one of the biggest. Yeah. We saw some of the, some of the guys we, we met from Portland at yeah. the last. It was Cascadia good to see clash. some of them. Yeah. Ty, We've seen, shout out to Ty giving out the prize at the end. Uh, the uh, vinyl. What is that? What would that be it was called? A shadow Blastoise. Yeah. It's a, uh, uh, like a, a vinyl record cut out into shapes uh, of Pokemon. Yeah. Shapes of Pokemon. And that, you know, that stuff's like, he does such awesome. a good job at that. And the, again, him for being an amazing host when we were down at warehouse. Yep. Yeah. I think the seeing, we saw Krista dude from where, where is he from? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Cause <laughs> we saw, we, we saw him in the West Seattle Raiders, uh, the jungle cup. Yep. But I and know I've seen him. Up. Yeah. I know I've seen him in, in other, tournaments and i've seen his name around so you also fought kano as your first opponent kano yep. seven he's from the kirkland, kirkland so yeah the i saw kano and i saw dobie yep so yep. a lot it's of hard to miss dobie <laughs> yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of people from all over that you know you you play enough and in some of these you big, start to see him more yeah, and more and some of these big cups here in the pacific northwest you sort of recognize uh, you see some of the competition, so and you see some friendly faces. Yeah, that's always nice. Let's see. I guess closing arguments, discussions for your cup yesterday. Um, I guess I and I agree with you what you said. With go with the mentality of pick a team that you're going to have fun with. Don't necessarily worry about the meta. I think for me and for you both lately, we've been focusing so hard on these are the meta. This is what we should run that we've lost the fun in it. I think a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I think uh I think that's why I and I I mentioned it during yesterday's battles is Twilight doesn't have that I don't I didn't have that neutral lead that I had in both Jungle and Rainbow yeah. with uh Caesar and Kingdra. Kingdra that were just it's it's fun to run them and I know I I knew I could run them. I knew my safe picks. Uh, I had a better knowledge of those metas and I think, you know, running no one, I don't know anyone else that ran a Caesar in that jungle cup. No. And I thought the, that the, was also the cup you decided not to run bigger. Yes. That's, <laughs> you know, a learning, the learning example of do respect the meta. Even if I didn't run Vigoroth, True. you know, ninety five percent of the time, at least have him because he is so dominant. And I mean, there was another opponent you went up against. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. He ran a Grand Bull and a Swalot. Yes, in yesterday's in yesterday's tournament. Yeah. And I think both honestly performed well enough for what he was looking for. Yeah. And he had he had said he picked those because I think with the Grand Bull he said he didn't have an Azumarill or like a Wigglytuff that he liked. Mm-hmm. But he had a shiny Grand Bull. You gotta that was flex, a flex it. Yep. <laughs> you gotta flex it. Yep. And then with him, he also picked Swalot, which it's been kind of on up on the up on the uh, on the up and up as far as picks for that themed cup. Uh-huh. He said his biggest reasoning running it was 
He had a really good one that he had access to. It had a bunch of unique moves that people weren't expecting, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he said the one he liked the most to catch people off guard was Ice Beam on a Swalot. Yes. And he used it. And I remember you're seeing your reaction at first, and you're like, oh, it knows Ice Beam. (laughs) But that's another example of pick things that you want to play with. Don't necessarily respect the meta, but you don't have to follow it. If you want to perform and you have the right stuff to perform well, Mm -hmm. it's based, I guess the gist of what I'm saying is pick things you like, pick pick things that you think you'll win with. And like you said earlier, run sims, run tests, practice with your friends, trade with your friends, get what you like, and play what you like. Was it uh, Spalock? Yes. Okay. And he hopped on the mic for a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah, because we really wanted to ask him about uh, both Swalot and uh, Gramble. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested to see Swalot going forward in metas, mm-hmm. being a straight poison, and seeing what moves it gets. Does it get Acid Spray at some point? What other uh, non-poison type moves does it get? Where does it fit I think later it on? Gets Dark Pulse, but don't hold me to that. That'd be very interesting. Yeah. Swalot doesn't get a Mega, does it? No. Okay. It just that would be Swalot. bonkers. How how big of a mouth do we want to give him? Make him Pac-Man. <laughs> waka waka. Yeah. Mouth so big he could swallow the world. <laughs> um, let's see. Do I have anything else to go over? I don't think so. Some crazy competition. Thanks, everyone, for showing up. Thanks, uh, everyone, for putting up with us in the back corner there. That was, uh, it was a pleasure to be there. If you get the chance, jump onto the Twitch channel. And I'll make some highlights later this week or try to. Okay. But it's twitch.tv slash battle science. We had a really nice backdrop that the Pokemon Go Tacoma group gave to us. Go ahead and check it out. You'll see it. We're kind of whited out for half the video. Yeah. Yeah. The webcam's <laughs> the webcam's not that great. And there's uh, the sun was definitely out. Uh, it is a summer, sunny summer day in, in Tacoma for that. So our... Uh, our faces were super lit up. So, uh, for shame on Jesse because he's eating while doing a podcast. Um, but, uh, maybe, maybe very quietly. Not sure. Let's see here. I'm going to go. What's our next big sort of topic? Plans for improvement in the off season. So, our off season's pretty much started at this point since our final tournaments have wrapped up. September is going to start. I'm not sure when we're going to get the announcement from the Silver Arena as to the next cup. I don't think they've said anything. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they give us at least a tidbit of information on like the 1st of September. Which I feel like wishful thinking 1st of September. I think more like the 18th like they've been doing every month prior. That's true. But I think give us give the your your battlers a little bit of a, a taste of something. Uh, get them sort of maybe prepping in the right direction or something uh, should be fairly interesting. We've never seen with this much time, give us a little, a little tidbit, a little morsel to, to chew on as we're, uh, as we're prepping for the next cup so that we're not sort of, you know, doing absolutely nothing. Give us a little bit, a little bit of a goal to, to try and hit. So, but, uh, Personal goal for for off season is is take a break, 
get some sleep, worry a little less about trying to build a competent team and all of that fun stuff. And grind Stardust. But yeah, try. Yeah, trying to finalize my team, I went. All of the Stardust I had from before the... All of the Stardust I gained during the Stardust event, gone. Yeah. Is gone. Yeah. Because I, I powered up the Sableye. I powered up the Sableye and then I gave it the second move. 75,000 Stardust. I really didn't go super crazy during the Stardust event, so... Yeah, but you're going to use that Sableye eventually just because of how prevalent it is in PvP. Yeah. Stardust, catch some candy, uh, or catch Pokemon for some candy. Get it, get some... Stock up. Stock up. The Gen 5's coming out, so that'll be a fun Turtwig. Turtwig. Not Turtwig. Snivy. Well, I know. Uh, oh, Turtwig, Turtwig Community, Community Day. Day. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I should have been more specific. I was just thinking, Turtwig. Turtwig's a thing. Uh, Turtwig Community <laughs> Day's coming up. That's going to be a fun one to just go for. Turtwig. I don't feel like we'll go super hard for it. I mean, it'll be one that we'll want to find a good one for PvP. Yes. Torterra is such a unique typing with ground and ground. Yes. I don't think it's not going to be similar to Bulbasaur in that its second evolution is going to be very meta-relevant. I don't think it's going to be... Yeah, it probably see. won't be like Ivysaur because Grottle's just a grass type. Yeah. So it's going to underperform. So you're just looking for a... But I mean, even then, for a good, uh, it's interesting that each second form... Ivysaur and Bayleaf both have been pretty prevalent as an off pick. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not going to go with the third the third tier, you can go with the second tier. And it's a similar example with Marshtomp. Yeah. Yeah. I just found out I caught a Mudkip yesterday. That's a 0 Ooh. And it caps out at like 1497 for Marshtomp. Nice. Very so, nice. I might use that going forward, but then Mud Boys. Yeah, the Mud Boys are are crazy. The speaking of Mud Boys, Water Event or no, by the time this podcast comes out, Water Event will be over, over, unfortunately. But hopefully, during the Water Event, you're catching a bunch of barboach, getting those uh, getting wish cash. Yep. If you're one of those people that likes to hunt shiny. Yep. I don't have anything. I, I am still still joking around that my first uh, <laughs> my first shiny for the Water Event is going to be a shiny Mudkip, which I just so happen to get. 15 of during community day so yeah yeah i gotta go out and catch some catch some uh water type and then the next event we got coming up will be johto a yes to johto. a johto week there was something that was going to be coming out for the johto week that i was like "Ooh, i gotta go shiny hunting for Sentra and shiny gliger no it wasn't either of those there's there's a particular johto pokemon that i'm like i gotta go get wobbuffet that's not a bad idea. No, actually, I have a hundo. Oh, wow. I have a hundo wild effect. I don't. So that'll be nice. Um, Is it some Mareep? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm really, really hoping Mareep will spawn more because I never got a shiny Mareep during community day. And for all of its not great performance, I really want a great league Ampharos with Dragon Pulse. Just for at whatever time it will potentially be relevant, I will have one. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to look for that shiny Mareep. Adorable. <laughs> Pink and adorable. So, um, other than that, <clears throat> ultra bonuses. Uh, Let's we see. see. Johto was first week. Second week is. Regionals. Yes, a regional swap thing. 
Maybe. I think it's one of those things like we had last year with them coming out of the eggs. I'm not sure if they're going to be exclusive to eggs or not. You might want to just pull up the announcement. I don't. I don't think they were very specific about it. No, I don't think they were. It sounded like maybe they were getting a swap or maybe we'll just start seeing them in the wild. I'm sure there's groups out there that have kind of broken down what exactly is happening. but Pokemon Go Live, right? Yeah. Um, so we got right. that. The regional's coming back. Uh, I believe this Wednesday, if you're list- this coming Wednesday, if you're listening to the podcast live, because I guess that's the only real time you can hear this, uh, this the what's today the 26th the 28th will be a raid hour and it'll be the respective regional lake spirits this week yes or next week it's this week that seems really early no it's part of the water festival i thought it was going to be part of the regional swap no that's Weird. the oxus odd oh mm. no the johto is the dogs or sorry the beasts coming back okay so it's this week is the Lake Spirits. Lake Spirits. Next week is the Legendary Beasts, and then the week after is, is Deoxys. Deoxys. But we're not quite sure how that's going to look because of all of its forms. Yeah, I'm hoping it's just random. And then we're not sure Shiny Mewtwo. No, they confirmed it. How is that? Do we know how that one works? It's going to be that level is? five raids, just okay. like with Rayquaza right now. Okay, so it'll be in level five raids in general. Yeah. Versus a raid hour. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. Johto Journey, week one. That's September 2nd through September 9th. Wait, September 2nd. So does that mean we have one more week of the Water Festival? Uh, no. So Water Festival ends on Friday. Okay. Because it's weird. And then the follow. So we and get a two-day off. A two days off. And then okay. on the Monday we start. Gotcha. Which is, I was like wondering, I was like, when is this Water Festival event? Because I keep looking at the, the calendar and I'm like, when does it start? Okay, we passed Tuesday, so wait, when is it? And then I like look at it Wednesday, and I'm like, nope, water response haven't increased. Okay, when is it? And then I look at it, and it's like on Thursday. I look on it, look at it on Thursday, and it was like starts Friday, and I'm like, that's a really odd time for a Pokemon Go event because normally yeah, Fridays tu- usually don't are usually not a start date. They usually do stuff on Tuesdays, so Mondays or Tuesdays. So that was really bizarre. Pacific Standard Time, at least. Yes, yeah. If you're listening like North America, it's usually that day. Yeah. So. Let's see. But yeah, definitely Jodo. some cool events coming up with the Johto, with the regionals. What uh, were you able to find about that? Let's see. Global Challenge, Global Hatches, Pokemon from across the globe will join in celebration this week, along with a special appearance from Mythical Pokemon that will be available to challenge and raids. All Deoxys forms. So it sounds like they're going to do another egg thing with the regionals. Yep. Regional Pokemon Farfetch, Kangaskhan, Mr. Mime, Tauros will hatch from 7k eggs. Might even hatch shiny ones. Pokemon will re- Ooh. remain available from eggs until the end of week three, September 23rd. So first week during the Johto, uh-huh. we'll have the unknowns coming from 10ks. Yes. The next week will be the regionals coming out of 7ks. Yes. Are they? And it sounds does- like it's just... The first wave of regionals. I didn't hear Relicanth. I didn't nope. hear anything about Heracross. No. Of course. So that makes me wonder, does that mean the 7K eggs are going to be super bloated with Alolan, Babies, and the regional Pokemon? Because that sounds when like When they did it last year, it was still possible to get those. That sounds like a nightmare. That I don't sounds like, like that. a cash grab. I don't like that. That stuff, kitten. I don't. 
I'm going to avoid saying anything I might But regret. Steven, shiny Tauros. What, what does it change? Does it change anything? It goes blue, I think. Okay, that's kind of neat. Not going to lie, that's kind of neat. But if it's like a different shade of brown, I'd be like, cool. Let's see. And then week three, Unova unveiling Unova? Unova? I, I, potato, I've potato. always said Unova. A potato, potato. It's Gen, it's Gen 5, people. Research has paid off, and Professor Willow has informed us that some Pokemon originally discovered in the Gen 5 region are now appearing on the world of Pokemon Go. I love Tepig. Tepig is coming out. Mewtwo with special move. Psy Strike will be available. Psy Strike, the back and forth on the performance of Psy Strike has been interesting to watch. It is, yeah. It's like, it's not as good as everything else, but... It's situational yeah. compared to Psychic in general. People are going back and forth about like its performance because it's, it's information within the Pokemon Go's metadata came out. And so people were, were sort of going back and forth on it, I think, last week, maybe the week before. That sounds about right. Because you know how it is. As soon as new information comes out, everybody's, this is what it is. This is what it is. And no one's got a concrete. Freaking out and debating. Honestly, wait till it comes out to see how it performs. I. That's kind of how I am with all these announcements. Like, we also saw the announcement of the uh, alleged Unova Stone. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's in evolutions. the game data, but that doesn't mean it's coming out right away. We don't know what that's going to look like as far as what ev- what Pokemon are going to need to use it for evolutions, all of that stuff. So honestly, it's a wait there's and speculation see. on which ones will need it. Yeah, but at this time, don't jump the gun. Save your resources. Save your rare candies. Yeah. Um, one of the things we were talking about on the uh, at the end of the cast yesterday or the episode yesterday, the stream. Sorry was do you take the chance that when this event drops we see a repeat of a potential blaziken in moves yes sort of let me give some context so blaziken uh blaziken's moveset if you've ever looked at its moveset has stone edge stone edge as a legacy move now further context blaziken had stone edge for a about three hours after its initial release so we're sort of wondering will any of the starters for gen 5 have that and does it make sense to rare candy one of the starters immediately and get its evolution and then just kind of shift through its move pool and see what it is i don't know if it's worth the charge tms yeah in the long run because blaziken blaziken with stone edge feels somewhat situational it yes. performed really well in it was Kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah. But like in the long run, Blaze Kick and Blast Burn allow it to perform well, but Blaze Kin in general doesn't perform fantastically because it's attack weighted. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's more attack weighted. Uh Tepic is gonna or not Tepic, uh Embor? Embor. It's his final evolution. Yeah. Uh Embor is gonna perform better because it's more defensively weighted in that firefighting typing so just kind of maybe keep an ear to the ground within the first couple hours pay attention to twitter see what people are saying yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they will if niantic will have fixed sort of that odd occurrence so kind of a interesting side topic but still relevant to niantic bugs Mm -hmm. there was an article on reddit this morning that i read where two trainers were able to 
use four Mews to take out a Rayquaza. I did see that headline. So what's the like context? Do Are you they remember maxed when out? they had the stack researches and they're like, hey, clean these out because we're going to reset them? Uh-huh. Somehow they were able to obtain a Mew on the exact minute that the game was like, we're resetting the stack. Uh-huh. And it didn't count that they caught their Mew, so they got another one. Interesting. So two trainers... Both Each had, had two, two mews. Apparently, it's a pretty common thing. Apparently, people are taking advantage of the system, and there's quite a few people that have two mews or two Celebi. That's very interesting. Per account. That's really bizarre, though. But that's a bug Niantic's not willing to go fix or reprimand. Well, why would they? Why would they go, you know, search through the millions of Pokemon Go accounts? I think millions at this point. Yeah. The 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 thousands, if not millions, of... Pokemon Go accounts to find doubles. I just feel like as somebody that's in the PvP scene, that's incredibly exploitable. And I know most of the time you can't run duplicates anyway. You can't run duplicates, and for the most part, mythical Pokemon are banned. banned. And in general, they don't perform well. And the the big downside of Mew is that it has all of the moves that it can learn. True. Meaning you have to get incredibly lucky with the one or potentially two that you've caught that will have you know an optimal PV, PvP move set but here's my input from what i read from that what's stopping me from just exploiting everything that's exploitable in the game well what all is exploitable what what's, i'm it's, just saying bugs like that with the stone edge where it only came out for a little bit it's i don't think that's a bug i think that's a mistake a balance mistake that niantic made initially right but we see that with every new release of every new content there's always something that's awry like with the shadow Pokemon being able to be traded for only the first couple hours of the day, or first the first couple the the f- initial day that they first came right. out. Yes and no. I don't think. There I don't think that was a bug. I think things. I don't think that was a bug. I think that was a oopsie on 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 Niantic's part, and that's I think something you and I have talked about not on stream. Is Niantic is not to say Niantic doesn't shouldn't be classified as a game developer. But they are more pushing the boundaries on the technology of uh, AR and the, I, I don't know how to, what to call the global positioning of Pokemon Spawn and stuff. Okay. Rather than a core wrecking, I don't want to say that they definitely have things to learn when it comes to programming, game design and balance when it, in referring to PvP and pokemon performance in general i think i think there's still there's still a couple of things to to iron out i think the last one the last sort of move thing we saw was uh cherim right or am I, yeah it, yeah cherubi's the first cherim is the second having mm-hmm. vine whip power whip was removed. power whip was removed and that was within the first day day or so Will that continue to happen? Sure. Does that are are you losing out a significant amount if you don't evolve a particular Pokemon? I mean, you never know what's going to get removed. So it's at this point you got to literally just. It, that's the one I thing that disappoints me is it's like, had I known something was going to be important in the long run, I wouldn't have done it. I mean, that's just kind of, I guess, begrudging of me reflecting on what's not no longer now available and if i do want to have it available it'll cost me an arm and a leg to get post-mortem fomo there we go out. yeah that works so 
Yeah, it's an odd situation to definitely be in. It's an odd problem to have in a live service game of, okay, you'll never get this again. The fact that, and that was something, another something we were talking about yesterday was that there's no like official patch notes to know, okay, this was in the game for like an hour. They did actually throw a tweet out earlier today and I meant to send it to you. Uh They put out some of the patch notes, if you will, of what this most recent update has been that came out today. Okay, there's a new update for today? Yeah. Interesting. I'll have to go in and check that out. Um, basically, it's stuff like Pokemon and raids that have the dual charge moves that faint, and mm-hmm. then you get kind of locked. Uh-huh. I think you've heard like that with the Mima Swine issue. That sounds familiar. Another one is in Team Rocket battles, if both Pokemon faint simultaneously, like mine did last night, uh-huh. and the game just locks up. They're fixing that. It's in progress. Oh, okay. Okay. All of these. Things so these are, are these progress. are things that they're they're working on. Yeah. Okay. So that's nice little bug updates as far as what's what are they're working on. They know the problems are there. Yeah. They're working on it. That's that's honestly a more communication on Niantic's part is <laughs> than you were like, expecting. <laughs> no, is is like super critical and it's really appreciated. Yeah. Uh, anything, any game developer that does a live service game, be you look at, and this is going to go off sort of tangenting a little bit. <laughs> I mean, you it's look still at, a good thing to talk about. You look at someone like Bungie and Destiny 2 and all of the problems they've seen, the the balance in their PvP meta, of they, they see that several particular classes of weapons are, are, are dominating. Uh, your hand cannons and pulse rifles are fantastic. This is sort of going too much information, but those are are dominating weapon types in their PvP meta, and they they they've come out and said, okay, we see this. This is something we are going to address in the next major, uh, the me- next major outcome. Versus, you look at someone like Bioware and Anthem, and the sort of overall lack of communication of, okay, we want to still support Anthem, but. We're not really going to tell people that we want to get like like we're going to overall say we're going to support it, but we're not going to say how are we supporting it or what steps we're taking. And then they sort of get off of their sort of development roadmap and they don't communicate what they're working on. Harry Potter. Huh? <laughs> Just keep going. Okay. I, there's <laughs> if there's a if there's a Wizards Unite thing in there somewhere, I yeah, don't know. That, that's what that was. Okay, I I don't know. I feel the context. That's an just okay. With your we'll thing. we'll talk about that off off uh, podcast. But I feel like Niantic has, especially looking back, month or so ago with their PvP system rework, which they then pulled back two days later, and their communication of okay, this is sort of the direction we want PvP to go in. But we recognize that you guys most certainly don't like it, and I have other uh, other tangent stuff opinions about that whole experience. Them redacting it, them redacting it, and the way that the community reacted, especially. But I'm not going to go into. I'm not going to go into that. Um, but it's a good. It's a good it, them example. them com- yeah them com- Niantic communicating that. Hey, this was a this is was sort of our objective with it. We got your feedback, and we're we're gonna take that. We're gonna go 
back to the previous system, but we're going to continue working on this because we recognize that we did something wrong. We did something wrong, but we also want this to not become stale. We want to improve, either improve right. this or upgrade this in one way or another. And I'd be curious to know if the whole invitational thing we did, I think two weeks ago now. Yes. There I, I'm there curious about. to know if that was a step forward for them to see in live action at a professional level from both people that are experienced and non-experienced what they can do to improve on PVP. They obviously saw the GPS thing was a bit of a problem. Yeah, they saw maybe, some... Maybe move the bar somewhere else. Yeah, they saw some communication uh, issues within the, the grand finals of, of the Invitational. They saw I think, how I think sometimes... And I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the overchar- overtapping or not tapping, which uh-huh. they saw that the switch button was somewhat of an issue when you tried to swap Pokemon. Yeah, you definitely have a... a graphical user interface an interface issue within some pvp and then also with the most recent uh data mine from i think it's charles that does the main data mines right? i think it's charles but i charles, i'd have to okay. it's 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 spelled weird and you pronounce it in the weird spelling okay i think it's charles but, but i'd have to look see back. official ranked pvp support references references in the code to variables and systems within the game for some sort of pvp moving forward i think niantic's gonna put their foot in the door and say we want to improve let us know how yeah i think i think they're they're taking a step in the right direction as far as the communication and that's a really big thing to see big thing especially if they want to keep this game alive yeah i think as far as and and pvp in general of of seeing them and their communication and then the pokemon company bringing pokemon go pvp to To worlds to a platform that we haven't seen yet yeah i think that's also another sort of huge step in the right direction so i think i think we're getting there i don't know how we started on this conversation but it's still a good topic yeah um i'm not saying that what we've done is you know right 30 minutes of 20 (laughs) 20 to 30 minutes of wasting people's time but um i don't know where we were judge of that yeah i don't know where we were going from there the but just kind of oh, that's right. So we're, we're talking about Gen 5's release and evolving Pokemon with may maybe or maybe not moves that might be taken away. Yeah, I it's it's post mortem FOMO, fear of missing out. But I don't think maybe I'm I'm hoping too much from Niantic and thinking okay they probably won't do that this time. They have it fixed by now. Yeah, maybe they won't release something that to, to then immediately take it away. I don't know. I'd we'll be see. more interested to see that once those Pokemon drop, paying attention to things like PV Poke and to uh, Game Press and seeing what moves are available immediately and going, in my head, what looks like it won't be available within a day. I think I think about the week or so before it releases, the, the Gen 5 releases, we'll see some data mine stuff. Yeah. So I think we'll get a better feel for what's what's coming out and maybe what looks maybe too powerful to really be there to drop too. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye out on that kind of tangenting into PV poke. Uh, They just put out a recent update where you can actually build tournaments or tournament metas, tournament concepts, potential tournament concepts. So um, on stream here, we've popped open PV poke slash custom rankings. So if you were to go do their standard rankings, you could look at any of the previous metas that have come out between so Boulder, Twilight, Tempest, 
regionals, all that fun stuff. Um, but if you go to custom, you can actually build your own metas. So you can, uh, you can sort it by type type. So let's see, let's just do something completely and totally bonkers. Let's go electric steel and fire. fire. Sure. That might be interesting and exclude. I'm not going to exclude any type. Uh, but you can also sort it by other filters tag. as well. Yep. And we're going to remove regional Pokemon. Are you going to leave legendary mythicals in? Uh, with a CP 1500 uh, Great League requirement? Sure. Okay. Let's see what's Fire in. Fire it up and see what it gives. And it will generate. So my custom ranking is a Great League, a 1500 CP or below. The typings are electric, fire, and steel, and it excludes regional Pokemon, and it will generate rankings for that. Ooh, Lucario up at top, Steelix, Lantern, Doug, Doug Trio coming up real, uh, not real high, but, you know, high enough. It'd be very interesting to just sort of see where Pokemon perform, uh, play around with some potential metas that we might see later on in Sylph. Future Cups. Yeah, Future Cups. Future sulfurinic cups, or and if you nice want to. The nice thing about this is you can include filters to ban Pokemon as well. Yep. You can specifically ban out the top 20 if you want, or the top 10 for Great League in general. Mm -hmm. um, another one that I tried earlier was like a starter cup where it was grass, fire, water. Uh -huh. And without excluding regionals, I think Tro uh, Venusaur still came in at number one. Yep. And this is just grass, water, and fire types with other allotted types. And it was like Venusaur, uh, Tropius was number six, I think. Azumarill was up there. Tentacruel was number two. I remember that very distinctly. Mm, I'm generating it. Venusaur, Alola Marowak, okay. Mantine, Charizard, Tentacruel at number five. Tropius is in at number six. Executor, Alolan, Sceptile, Ninetales, and Blaze. Things like 10. that might be fun because we never see Alolan Executor outside of that. Yeah, I mean, maybe you saw him peek in on a cheeky team on uh, Kingdom Cup, mm -hmm. but I think te not Tempest. Um, Rainbow, no, it wouldn't have been allowed in Rainbow. That's nope. right, right, because that was only Gen One and Two. So yeah, I mean, it, it you're did make able an appearance to appearance on a couple regional teams. Yeah, I think playing around with like different metas and stuff, you can create some interesting custom custom cups for september to sort of keep yourself limber and and play around with different metas you can see Maybe where make something for your community yeah see if anybody has like i know personally i don't think we've seen enough water representation but then again i think it was pokemon that put out a tweet the other day and they're like did you know like one six one eighth of all the pokemon are water types yeah there's more <laughs> water type pokemon than any other type in the franchise yeah and it's like yeah that's probably true Makes sense. But kind of get a feel from your community. Maybe if you want to check out the site, again, that's uh, at pvppoke or pvpoke.com. Yep. Not promoting. Just another great resource that's available to everybody Not in the community. Not sponsored, but we are, you know, it's as a, as a resource for Pokemon Go PvP, it is a great resource. Definitely. So promoting, yes, sponsored, no. Yeah. So it's... Uh, one thing that I was using for while prepping uh, for, for, Twilight. for Twilight, I was definitely going to PvP pretty much every day to check rankings and do test battles and all that fun stuff. So, And I'm sure, again, like you said, as soon as we get the data for those Gen 5 Pokemon, we'll see where Embor, 
superior and uh Samurott fall yeah. as far as Great League. Samurott probably not very high. Yeah, I feel like he's attack weighted. Yeah. I'm a little sad. Yeah. But Snivy are superior. Uh it looks more speed, speed based. Yeah. It's similar to Sceptile, I think. Yeah. So, so it'll we'll be see. interesting. I would not be surprised. That could be one of the moves that gets taken away is Dragon Tail. I could see uh, Superior getting Dragon Tail immediately when it drops mm. and then potentially having it taken away. Interesting. Yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. I'm not sure. And Let's then, see. I guess in kind of closing, looking forward to the rest of the season, to the rest of the year, we do have our stream coming up. I know it doesn't seem like we promote our the Sword and Shield event coming up. I don't think we promoted enough. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have... Where did I put info for that somewhere? Did you write it in your notebook? I put it in my notebook, but I feel like I put an event... I'll put an event up on the Twitch page, but I think... Did I put it up on the Twitter? Did I make a Twitter event? While he's looking for that, I'll uh, kind of fill it in. So, again, for those who have been been paying attention or maybe just tuning in for the first time we are going to be running a sword and shield uh live stream co uh both of us playing at the same time uh during i think the week of its release the full week after yes. so it comes out on friday we'll be playing it monday, monday tuesday wednesday thursday i think thursday would hit the holiday i'm down for doing whatever okay so <laughs> yeah so we'll be playing Sword and Shield in parallel uh, that week of the release. I don't I don't see a event. I'll find out where I put all that info. But just some fun challenges to go along with to make it more interesting for not only us but for you, the viewers. Yeah, yeah. So we'll do it's it's a extra life stream live stream. So we're raising money for Children's Miracle Network hospitals through playing a video game and streaming so we will be asking for donations our extra life page is already up i think there's links places i will reshare those links uh, as we get sooner we're working on building out our bonuses upon donations of certain amounts as well as what our stretch goals are going to be so if we raise a certain amount we'll do something x y and z we're still working on what those are going to look like and what values we're going to place those at uh maybe i have a little bit too high of goals from talking with uh jesse yesterday so we'll see what those come out to but it could be some things like what were some of the ones you mentioned like one donation could lead to us swapping out a pokemon on our team yes so a particular one of the the lower donations is the thought that it would require us to swap out one Pokemon from our team. So we might have a super solid six, but someone donates X amount of dollars and we have to switch out a Pokemon. Now, is it both of us or do the players or do the donators get to choose? I think it would be both of us. Okay. Yeah. Darn and it. then at a higher donation amount, the next Pokemon we encounter in the wild has to be a part of our team or the next Pokemon we catch, I guess. No, I think at first it said encountered. First it's, enc a little bit more first it's encountered, but upon catch so has now to become could part someone of team. in in parallel say i donate for the, the next pokemon you get in the wild you have to use and then someone backs that with i want you to swap out that pokemon for something else uh 
it'll be a fun Maybe, experience. Yeah, yeah. We got to play around with sort of the ifs, ands, or buts of like stacking those donations. So, so personally, for me, I'm gonna try and run an all Galar region team. Mm-hmm. I'm excluding things like Weezing and Obstagoon. I don't particularly oh. want to try them. I know. I want to go in like I've been trying the last couple of gens and going with things that are the design team went out of their effort to make a new Pokemon. I'm going to try it. Uh huh. I'm very interested to see the Galarian Weezing. <laughs> I I'm, I've never been a fan of Weezing, so maybe this is my my Zubat for this generation. The top of, hat is so yes, so posh, I, but it's it's typing is very interesting. So yes. I'm very interested to see what it plays like. Obstagoon as well. I'm very interested to see as we talked in the previous episode, see what its movesets like, what it's statted out with, because Lenoon is very speed-based, and this is a very bulky-designed Pokemon to mm-hmm. see if that uh, typing or its role is gets changed. So, yeah. Also, I assume, because that was only... They only released the two Galarian forms. We might see a couple more. We'll probably see a couple more. I wouldn't be surprised. So I'm we'll very throw interested it up on see. Twitter. Yeah, I'll be very yeah. We'll we'll retweet whatever announcements. We might actually see something at PAX, but I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, we might get an announcement of a couple new Pokemon. We're probably not gonna get a new trailer or anything, but it might be something. So, just because I'm trying to think of what the next. I think it's interesting. Big that announcement announce, might happen. I feel like the next big announcement will fall in September, once everything's kind of everyone, all the young youngins have gone back into school uh-huh. something to kind of drive up the hype from you know i remember going to school thinking september oh god summer's over i'm back in school this sucks and then nintendo would always come through with this holiday season coming out True. something exciting yeah they've got the there's going to be a lot of hype september's got a lot of video game releases too yeah it's looking absolutely crazy so one so. thing i will say that we probably will see either shortly after PAX mm-hmm. or mid-September is some sort of more, uh, I guess clarity is the right word, on the Pokemon Home feature that they've been talking about, the mm-hmm. new Pokebank. Yeah. Because I find it very odd, because we have confirmed that for Galar, all original 151 from the Kanto will be available in the game. Really? Well, not Mew. Unless you consider it being transferred over from home. And the reason why I say that is because they have said Pokemon Go will be able to be transferred to Pokemon Home. It is a one-way ticket. Uh But they are also releasing Shiny Mewtwo. So if you catch a Shiny Mewtwo in in Pogo, Uh you can then put it on Galar or on Sword and Shield. Oh, but they still have don't have a they they've released a very small amount of information on that. So Correct, I'm, but I, they have I confirmed my... that the Kanto Pokemon will be in the game. All Kanto Pokemon will yes. be in Galar. Interesting. Yes. Okay, I wonder if that'll be some sort of like odd national decks. If only a certain number will be out initially, and then they'll sort of expand it. They won't have a yeah, full that, national. They won't have a full national deck. That's a whole other topic. They've for for sure stated that the a full national decks of almost a thousand Pokemon will not be in the game, but <laughs> we all know how everyone feels about that. Trust we, us. Yeah. Not, I mean, not everyone, a very large segment of the population, but, um, or a group of people. I don't know the numbers. Yeah. But there is a vocal 
a vocal group of people that feel a certain way about that. So I guess looking after that, you know, uh, if you guys want to watch along with us as we play that, or if you want to shoot us friend codes for your switch, maybe with a certain amount of donations, we might challenge you to a battle, maybe do some trades. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, we're playing around with, with some of those, the fan interactions with, uh, certain donation amounts and stuff too. So we'll, uh, we'll, as we're finalizing some of those details, we'll put out some more of that stuff. Also I'm, kind of follow along with Nintendo. If you can't afford a full switch, the switch mini or the switch light switch light is coming out. Also, is that a, is that a like a hundred dollars off or something? Yeah. Is it a full hundred dollars? Is it just 200 bucks? I feel like it's a hundred dollars off. Okay. It might and be a little bit. Just, it might be a little bit less. It's the new 3ds. Let's, let's not lie to anybody. Well, it's, it doesn't have a flip screen and it doesn't have 3d. But it also doesn't dock, so it is it's it's Nintendo's new focused handheld. Yeah. But it plays all Switch games, so that's kind of cool. Um, I'm gonna reel back before Extra Life. Looking back at September, some of the things we I think we talked about briefly last episode. I think we felt kind of rushed there at the end, so I feel like we didn't go over everything quite in much detail. We're still working on the Discord. Yep. We want to get that in the next week or two. We have heard you listeners that uh, a, a chunk of you guys want to be on the show. The Discord channel will help us facilitate that yep. in communicating with you guys on timing because we record we record these at basically any time we're free because our our work schedules our work schedules are all over the place. So that's why like we're recording this on a Monday versus last last episode we recorded on the same day it came out versus this is going to come out on Friday so a But we also day. were coming off the invitational. Yeah. So it's it's our schedules all over the place but that Discord's going to allow us to communicate better with those of you that want to keep in touch with us, want to share your feedback. Want to help build the community. Want to help build the community, both in PvP and the Battle Science community, as well as want to be on the show, both as far as timing and being able to talk with you guys beforehand and and clear up schedules and stuff. So, um, but most of all, thank you. Yes, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for reaching out to us. Um, honestly, I I if you guys could give me a little bit more feedback, so we could like make things better. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let us know what be you want to see. Yeah. What can we improve to help be a better service to you? Yeah. And I know that like I myself need to work better on like meta and stuff and be a little bit more in tune as far as I think uh, move sets and matchups are two pieces of information that I'm not very good at. But it's always ever changing. True. But I think there's there's some information that I need to get better at to better give you guys uh, some more information. So, or more, more, but at least you can say you have goals to reach for. Yes. You know, I'm, I mean, I, and I can say I'm not, I'm not perfect and I not all knowledgeable. And I think that's like anybody base that can level say that shows that they are willing to grow as a player where there are some people out there who think they're the best and then they get just destroyed when they get lot when they lose. It's I, I, we're <laughs> supposed to have fun playing the game. Yeah, I know. And I know you're I, referencing. I, I, don't worry about it. And this is one thing I would love to say to the community as a whole: 
you guys all do a great job out there. We appreciate all these communities that we go to. We have great times. But one thing you guys that are, those of you that consider yourself to be the best players, after your match is over, shake hands, bump fists with your opponent. Yep. Because at the end of the day, we're all going there for the same reason. It's a it's a community. If I if I wanted to just go out and destroy people, I would play over the internet and and you know, not communicate or I would just play PvE. Like I want to go out there and and have a good time and meet with people that are like-minded that want to enjoy this game that has brought countless hours of fun and exercise and entertainment because Pokemon Go is an activity is is a physical activity app and stuff but you know meet with people that have that similar mind and drive of you know getting better becoming a pokemon master and i think the with all the tournaments we've been to we constantly meet people like that that are you know share that that similar that similar drive and that similar enjoyment um i think the one sort of like the chuckle that I got from Jungle Cup was I, you know, re- trying to run, not actually using, but putting cast form, a standard cast form in my team and laughing with the guy that beat me at the end because I didn't have the Vigoroth and being like that, you know, that wasn't a great idea, but he was running Magneton and Magnezone and then the lady in because that's what he wanted to and being yeah. like, you know, that was, you know, that's awesome and, and, and bucking the trend and, and having, you know, having that fun and enjoyment and, and all that stuff. That's, I'm like, clenches fist. That's what I want. Yeah. You know, that's what I love to see. So that's Personally, something we want to. It's more of respect the players that are coming to your tournaments, because if you don't, they'll stop coming. And I've, we've been to a few communities that they are bar the minimum requirement for having the number of total players mm-hmm. to participate. Yeah. I think I think looking at um Kirkland and Monroe both seem to get not a whole lot. Now I'm not I'm not putting them under the bus. <laughs> they 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 have great communities even for such small communities. They have great communities. And that's something that you know, if you can foster that community and and make uh, it an generate generate the fr- friend yeah, generate the friendships be good sports, all of that stuff good really sport. helps. I guess that's kind yeah. of the tandem of where I'm going. Yeah, you know, it's it's sportsmanship and it's friendliness and stuff. Yeah. So respect the people you play with because if they don't come, you won't have people to play with. Yeah, and I feel I think that was that's sort of another the going back to one of my takeaways of yesterday's tournament of if I had a little bit more fun, I think I really felt like I needed to be in the zone as far as. Uh, competitive as a competitive nature whereas all of the people i were going up was going up against was more or less in the same in the, the same sort of aspect i should have been in which was i'm here to have fun yeah and i feel like i took away one of the the thing i took away leaving yesterday was i could have had more fun yeah i i i could have and should have had more fun i should have taken it a little bit less a little less seriously. A little more lighthearted. Yeah. And I think it at that point, if I had done that, I think I might have actually even pulled away with a win or two. Yeah. You know, or, or an extra I mean, win you or got two. two. So yeah, two two uh two wins, four losses, but you know And so, like it's we've the, the, the overall like emotional experience, it would have been better had I yeah. so But that's what we hope to achieve next time we go down there. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's you, you want to strike a balance. I think we're like way tangenting off this and like, I feel like this is stuff people would like to hear. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like we're going not too far, but like maybe we're getting preachy. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> you know, let us know more feedback. Yeah. Um, but you want to strike that balance between competitive and casual enjoyment, yeah. competitive and enjoyment. So, um, and it feels great to win. Like, you know, don't get me wrong, but you know, there's, there's a line between like super competitive and super, com- there's, there's a, there's a, I don't know where I'm going with that. So I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> you know what? Um, as I insert more ums, um, 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 um. <laughs> I have the clicker. Let's keep yeah, counting. Okay. <laughs> A feedback and something I've tried to do this episode was reduce the amount, but you know, you've been doing good. If I forcefully insert more upcoming plans for the next few months, I think we've covered all that. So yeah. Chat. I know you're being exceptionally quiet. There's one person in there. One, one named user in the chat. Thank you for hanging out with us and listening to us. Hi chat. For everybody else listening to the podcast, we've been going over the numbers. We thank you. I'd love to give a round of applause. Uh, as of people. yesterday or the day before, over 600 total downloads. And I think like total downloads will only increase as we do podcasts. Yep. But uh, I don't have like there's not like a definitive subscriber number. So right. like, but to but, everyone but that realistically, does listen, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thanks for, for sticking with us and uh, listening and, and following to us as we sort of... Uh, learn our way through podcasting and or growing as battlers and community members and potential community leaders. I don't really want to be that per se. (laughs) I want to more be like sage than I want to be leader. That makes sense. So there's a difference between a, a teacher and a principal. Yeah. So I guess I'm sort of, in line with with counselor with king well i'm more in line with like king of like you know being a teacher rather than like a great battler per se so and i while i can't go in the nitty-gritty of under tapping over tapping matchups and all of that stuff like just bringing people up to speed on pokemon go pvp a lot of your opponents after we were done with yesterday were more than happy to jump on the mic and talk about their experiences yeah and I think that right there in itself, you've made plenty of connections that way. I mean, you got what three friend requests after that? Two, two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got a couple of friend. I mean, got you. You get a couple of friend requests. You you chat with them. You see what they're you know what they brought in, what their experiences are with Pokemon Go and all of that stuff. So I mean, if you're ever you know just hanging out with a group of people at a tournament, share a story. Yeah. It's incredible to hear everybody's taken experiences in the game. Yeah. So let's maybe see. that'll be a podcast in mid month next month for us. Yeah. I mean, September without unless unless in the next week or so we get an announcement of what October stuff is like, I don't know what we have as far as content to cover in September. Maybe someone so, in the Seattle group will throw together a fun cup that we can go play in something like that. Yeah, I don't know. So we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. Meta wise, other coverage stuff. I think we pretty think much covered it. I mean, this is yeah. the closing of season one. Congratulations to all of you that played in the tournaments up until this point. 
Uh-huh. I hope you had an enjoyable and memorable experience. I know that ever since we have started Boulder Cup up until this point, it has been a long road, but it has been a fun experience to travel to all these different communities, to be able to meet with all these different people, and just expand our connections, essentially. I can't believe Boulder Cup was only like, what, seven, eight months ago? Yeah. That's like ridiculous. Yeah. It's really crazy. So and huge props to the Silf Road and Silf Arena for putting all this together for us for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I was gonna say I rue the day when they make it all paid service, but I don't think they will. <laughs> honestly, honestly, if they if if they ask for do they ask for donations? I don't think so. I how are they operating? It's that's insane. Just give them just like us. Just give them some love. You know, yeah. send send them some love the amount of work they put in and this whole like the whole weekend the the rankings and stuff were were down um but the system still worked the system worked but looking at your rankings live was all of the your progress and stuff was turned off just so that their servers weren't like overloaded like during cascadia clash number one during the tempest right the whole system just went down yeah and then you know hearing that Saturday there was the most traffic they've ever seen on their site period was, and I assume Sunday would have been fairly similar because we had our tournament. Uh, Houston had a tournament with 70 plus people or no a hundred plus. It was like the biggest North American tournament today. Mm-hmm. There were a ton of tournaments going on and we're only growing. Yeah, like I'm really, really awesome. I'd be really, you know, Silferina. If you guys want to do like by the numbers of like the your your growth and your usage and stuff, you just throw out some like cool stats. That'd we'll be share awesome. It. No, like I I love geeking out over those kinds of numbers and stuff. Just be like blowing my mind of the <laughs> amount of people and like how many megabytes or gigabytes of data were sent back and forth over the course of season one or something. Yeah. You know. Super trivial, but like overall amazing to see how this has grown. So, um, you know, if you guys are listening, that'd be cool. So, I think we're running. No, we're running fine. We're just like tangenting because it's we're kind of off, kind of an off topic episode. So, you know, thanks for sticking with us. I think that's probably like the fourth time we've said that at the end of a tangent. So, yeah, <laughs> I think let's. Let's wrap it up here with sort of plug-in. Uh, if you're listening to us via podcast services around the globe, thank you. Uh, you can find out some more information about us via our Twitter. I try and keep it kind of sort of updated. I don't really know what the balance is of oversharing versus undersharing is as far as like information and opinions and stuff. So I'm trying to get some of like the main core info out, but also not like inundating people's Twitch streams with, uh, like inundating people's uh, uh Twitter feeds with like tons of just not relevant <laughs> stuff. True. So, you know, you don't need to know the next time I get like a a shiny Pokemon or stuff. Uh oh, Skip Logics in the chat says the arena. De- Department has a Discord that might answer some of your questions, and then I believe the mod bot uh, removed blocked the link. Blocked the link. So, uh, Skip, I'll probably uh, I'll probably give it a Google 
uh, give it a Google after. Maybe I can get some sweet numbers from them. That'd be kind of cool. Um, so follow us on Twitter at battle underscore science. We stream working on the discord. Yep. Working on the discord. We'll get you links to that when that goes live. The Twitch page, twitch.tv slash battle science. If you're watching here, that's why you're here. Yep. If you're watching here, if you're listening to the podcast, if you guys want to tune in, give us a follow. That would be awesome. Also check out uh, your Twilight Cup. Yes. uh, Check out the video on demand of that. There was somebody who was asking yesterday about... YouTube? Do you guys have a... like? Uh, I didn't get your YouTube link. And I'm like, we are actually not on YouTube. And I'm like, we could put up all of our video on demand stuff onto YouTube after the fact. So potentially something we'll look into. Yeah. Just to get another base covered. I think it's not hard to put all of that stuff up on YouTube. So it's just the arguments between Twitch and YouTube, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And a a potential affiliate status or uh, let's see. Twitch yes, Twitch affiliate, and then partner is above it. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't saying the wrong the wrong ones segment. Wrong yeah, we're not that impressive to Twitch. <laughs> so not aff- yet. Affiliate potentially tax documents pending. Partner, oh, it's gonna be a long way off. That'd be amazing, but it, probably not. So, um, Twitter, Twitch, podcast services around the globe. If you want to check us out on the core site where our podcast goes up it's battlescience.podbean.com i believe yep and or you can sort of i think it's it look us up on itunes spotify on google play yep under battle science yep if you're listening to us via uh twitch and want to get the podcasts on demand links down below just about every other friday uh, and then the time is sort of just whenever it goes up on Friday. So uh, thank you again for listening. That's probably like the fifth time. So, yeah, uh, we like to, to spread our thanks. Where am I going with that? I don't know. Stay tuned for the next episode. Yep. Either it be a podcast or if we get an invite to some sort of crazy mid-September cup. Yeah, we'll do a Twitch stream. It won't go up on podcasts as a battle science podcast but you know it'll be the twitch stream will be on twitch potentially youtube god i'm rambling i am so sorry right now thank you for tuning in thank you for tuning in and we will catch you in the next episode later